Hello. Today we have with us Molten Cucumber and we are going to debate utilitarianism, the ethics of utilitarianism. And uh yeah, how are you today? Uh pretty good. Uh how are you? Good, good. So, um your position is utilitarianism is that um just vanilla utilitarianism is it is there a world before utilitarianism that that like specifies it in a particular direction so uh utilitarianism at least within my understanding is by and large a universal system i don't know if that's quite the right phrasing but uh It is uh, like there is not something. There is not something other than that. I, I I struggle to understand someone who doesn't believe in utilitarianism, uh, and would like some clarification on your point of view, so okay. I can more accurately clarify my position. Well, my my position would be a sort of ethics of uh, ethical ego egoism, so specifically uh, rational self interest. And the best way to describe the system, I think, is with virtue ethics. Okay, so... Rational self-interest. My issue with... My, my general issue with egoism in that regard is... It is a... Oh, what's the, what's the word I would use? Come on, let's it get is... warmed up here. Let's do the mental stretches. Yeah. Uh, I'm, ba I'm bad at coming up with the correct word on the spot a lot of the time. Um, but it is a it is a too perfect system. It is a it re it relies on the on at least a certain level of objectivity of people, which is impossible to attain even like partially. It is like rational self rational self interest is good it it's amazing in theory, but it doesn't people are not rational that is what my disagreement boils down to I can okay, so you, you so you've said that uh two things if I understood correctly you've said that the problem with rational self interest is one people aren't rational or aren't rational some of the time. And the other is that you don't believe that people can, uh, I'm not sure if you've said it in a particular way, but it sounded to me like you were saying in epistemology, people cannot perceive reality correctly to make the right decisions. Yes. Okay. That is so I still, exactly. I still mind your position. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's just, I understand. Let's just go back to yours a little. So I, I have to, the, the obligatory utilitarianism is, and correct me if I'm wrong, is to increase the maximum amount of, sorry, increase happiness and reduce suffering. Is that accurate in your system? Yeah. Uh, maximize happiness, welfare, whatever, uh, for the most number of people. Okay. For the most number of people in a society, on the planet? Um, so... This is one way that it, where there is some nuance, at least to my uh, belief, in that it is um, 
I would say planet wide because I mean beyond also beyond that like on a universal scale but like that's but that's irrelevant um so on a planet on a planet wide scale I do know that there are people who are utilitarians but within their own like communities or societies and uh and to some extent uh even something like uh egoism is uh it is still utilitarianism, but with the uh, the community reduced down to one yourself. Yep, the one is the uh, smallest minority. Yep. Um, let me just check a few things here, and so we've sorry we've said utility. It sounded to me like ideally first society, but in general, you'd be happy if everyone is happier and less suffering. Yes, on on the on yeah. the planet. Okay. So I would take uh just as like an abstract example, I would take half the planet being a bit happier than uh like say the one percent being way happier. Okay, and um Oh, I see your point. And uh the idea in utilitarianism in a sense is that it's easy for a person to make decisions on the spot because it's an intuitive system. Is that accurate to say? As in, sorry, some, let me some let decisions. Me explain. Uh, okay. So yeah, so like if if uh, the idea is to increase happiness and reduce suffering, and a person who needs to make these decisions can em- empathize with someone else and see that they are suffering or see if if they're happy, then you could make decisions more on the spot is that and and it's intuitive in that sense it's easy for regular people to follow for a lot of decisions especially the ones that are day-to-day decisions yes except complicated ones that's what they need there there are always complicated decisions but they are but they but they are also difficult for any other thing to any other like belief system or uh or philosophy to uh to easily put to rest because they require so much forethought regardless of what you believe. Sorry, I can you explain that last one to me again? So if you were like a normal uh decision, it's like uh like the tragedy of the commons. Uh that's a normal thing where a rational like where rational people who believe in utilitarianism would say, we take what we need, we don't take more. But a very complex, uh, a very complex version of that uh, requires far more uh, input and forethought to come to the conclusion, because it is not immediately obvious uh, whether or not one action or the other is, uh, is superior. In terms of like when looking at it through a utilitarian lens, I think I think that example is actually quite bad for your case because no, I used of... it on purpose because okay. it is bad. I... I don't, but I don't think you can have a situation where, in tragedy of the commons, um, well, one, well, some people just take what they need and leave the rest. It's the idea of tragedy of the commons is everyone takes as much as possible, hmm. and the resources gets depleted. 
Yeah. So, okay, I definitely did not phrase what I meant to correctly. Uh, I was using that, like, the... Using the setup of the Tragedy of the Commons, which is, uh, like, just in essence, the... Uh, like, there is a limited resource that is very, like, highly desirable. And I was saying that a utilitarian society or a utilitarian mindset does not fall victim to that under a normal, like, outside of very weird, um, like, circumstances, it would not fail to fall into the tragedy of the commons. And I was intending to use it as a condemnation of egoism because egoism does pro does prioritize your own interest over that of others. Do you think the tragedy of the commons is a good concept for utilitarianism necessarily? Because it seems like it's more the tragedy of the commons egalitarian, is... if anything. The there is a, there's a very fine line between egalitarianism and utilitarianism. Okay, so, some I mean it depends on the the utilitarian, but yeah, I I feel that it is connected. Yeah, they are highly connected. Um, one of the uh, one of the things that at least, so I I don't know too much about uh like the like the deeper philosophies of like Bentham or Mills, uh, but there is certainly an, there's an egoist argument to to utilitarianism as well, which is when you ha when you like when you live under a utilitarian society. You also know that other people will like, or you have other people who will similarly, uh, oh, what's the word? Help sacrifice. Yeah, help sacrifice. But, uh, no, no, you can use that word as much as you like. Yes, yeah, sacrifice. Go ahead. <laughs> That's a uh, very good will... word for my my side. Go on. No, I know. Uh, yeah, help is better. I was gonna say sacrifice, like uh, time and resources. But not in a. No, no, I, I like it. I like it. Sacrifice yeah, is very good. It's a, it's an apt word, but it it can have, but it has very negative connotations. Anyway, but they will similarly help. In like under egoism, all it takes is you to fail once, and no one else would. Uh, no one else has a moral obligation. Uh, no one else has you? a. Yeah, yeah. No, they, no one they has don't, a moral obligation. That's right. Yeah, they don't have to help you. They, they don't have to might you choose now. to, but if they did, that is, if they did, that is a utilitarian view of egoism. That is a. What is the? Well, I I don't necessarily agree with that. If they if they choose to help you, then they get something. From, or at least the way I would see it, they get something from the process of helping. Say, for example, uh, my wife needs help with something. It's not like I'm being altruistic or being utilitarian. So I, I want my wife to be happy. If I, it, it's a, I'm not sacrificing anything by helping her. It's just uh, like I, 
I do some work and in return she's very happy and to me that that exchange is beneficial like I, I, I benefit from that exchange oh let's let's look at it in a different way like let's say let's say I have children which I do uh, let's say uh, I want I want to go to the cinema but instead I have to stay home and uh, babysit the kids now that again is not a sacrifice because i love my children more than going to the cinema so if i so if i like i have two two actions two options sorry of actions to take one is going to the cinema and one is staying home with the kids babysitting then ultimately i on my uh hierarchy of values i choose my children as to be higher and i and therefore i i I benefit more because I love my children more and it's more beneficial for me in the long, in the long run or, or rationally more beneficial. So are you saying that that is the, is that, is that an egoist uh, action? Is that, is that what, is that what like an, an ideologically pure egoist would do? Um, I mean, it's, uh, I'm not sure if, I think you're using egoist in a more ancient Greek kind of sense, but the rational self-interest, yes. If I, if I chose to have children, and if I'm happy to child rear, and I'm happy to, uh, or like I get in, I get pleasure from it, and then in the future when my children are grown up, I, I have a family, and I'm immensely happy that I chose to do that. Then yeah, that is, that is self-interested sense, um, absolutely. So that kind of falls under what i was saying which is uh egoism via utilitarianism or possibly vice versa it is utilitarian it is utilitarian in nature like the actions you take but it is uh but it is a very like selfish motive that causes you to do it in this case, it is your own happiness that. Well, uh, if if you phrase utilitarian as you know whatever you you do to get more pleasure and and whatever you do to reduce pain, then you could apply that very broadly to to many things. I would say that it doesn't apply in the context of me doing something for the benefit of society, because here maybe maybe having children does benefit society, but that's not the reason why I chose to do it. Um, and yeah, I mean, utilitarianism typically is an outwardly kind of um, morality. I mean, you yourself already know what gives you more pleasure, what gives you more pain. You could you could say like, if if there are rules to follow or principles to follow in your morality, that should you encounter like a, a complex situation uh the rule will help you come to a better decision but i'm not sure if if that's the utilitarian you're speaking of so i'm trying to i i can ask some more questions about utilitarianism if you'd like i'm trying to think about how to phrase my response it's I think that we are talking about utilitarianism in 
drastically different ways because uh at least I I I am not I am not oh sorry I I hope I haven't mischaracterized No 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 you haven't uh, you you haven't I I would have interjected had you done so um it is it is more for me that so utilitarianism is uh is like following the theories that uh prescribe actions to maximize happiness and well-being for all affected individuals yeah. that is the definition that i just pulled up it is because that's going to be better than what i okay, can let me, say okay let me let me let me ask while you're pulling that up i do need to ask uh there has been like a sl- sl- some evolution in ut- ut- utilitarianism and i do believe there's a difference between utilitarianism now between uh, rule utilitarianism and act utilitarianism so I, I just wanted to know if there's a if that is part of your philosophy not especially i am not a i haven't uh i haven't read all that much i've read like some my 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 very limited knowledge of utilitarianism comes from reading uh bentham and a little bit of uh john stuart mill uh and so like uh bentham was the the founding father of utilitarianism certainly was um so let uh let's ask you about the flavor of utilitarianism that you've uh, already added which is egalitarianism within your morality and and this you know outwardly you, you know view towards society where do you think egalitarianism plays a role in your utilitarianism egalitarianism is one of the best ways to achieve the maximization of happiness because it is inherently the like the grand well it is inherently the granting of certain universal rights uh to boil it down uh um, okay it is like that it is the like universality of certain things that are currently not uh currently not granted so uh in a non egalitarian society there is by definition uh some like disparity some uh some like bias bigotry whatever you would like to call it Oh this is going to be a long conversation I can already see. Go on. Oh yeah. Uh but it is a Can I it, can I ask uh, can I ask for a specific uh, specification clarification sorry from you. Um when you say rights and uh utilitarianism do you mean that there's there's like you want like a a, a bottom or a minimum that everyone in society has? or is your egalitarianism more that everyone or I'm exaggerating but correct me if I'm in the right direction at least that everyone has to be equal in a certain amount that if if on one part if on one side of the country people are happy and another side of the country people are sad you need to move the happiness from one place to the other so they're equal uh 
you're in the right direction, although at the end, you kind of you kind of lost me with that. So I I know what you're saying, but uh, like, it, like given that example, uh, it would rather be like figuring out what is the cause of that and seeing what can be done to, like, seeing what can be done to fix that because. It's... But not necessarily move resources from one place to the other, or or is that the case? Once there is a certain level of uh, once there's a certain level of like of well-being and that's universal, then mm. then I would start to uh cut back on the amount of uh of reallocation purely out of like purely out of a pragmatic uh, issue in an in an idealistic world. Yeah, I would move resources around, but would the end i understand what you're saying so there's a minimum and then maybe there's diminishing return potentially but if you did have a magic wand would you make everything equal yes uh well equal in what sense because tell me. so i would make everything equal in the same way of like equality of opportunity so and i mean like proper equality of opportunity not some, not whatever the bastardized notion of, uh, of. What well, what is the right notion? Sorry. Everyone um, starting at the same position. Yeah, so it's starting in the same position, the same, uh, well, the same opportunities. It would be, uh, like e- like equalizing access to, uh, to necessities, equalizing access to, uh, to all sorts of things like that that are necessary and and drastically change the outcomes so uh like i live in the us and um for example university good universities here cost insane amounts of money and i don't think that the amount of money you have should be a determining factor in whether or not you are permitted to Enter uh, like a very like a nice school. Mm-hmm. Do do you think? Well, I I have a comment about that, but I don't think it's the right time for it. Go ahead. No, no, it's uh, we'll lead us off in a different direction. Um, let me just check. Okay, so I understand your position. Um, I guess I wanted to ask. Do you sorry? Do you have any questions for my position, or should I continue? Uh, what? So, if you had that magic wand, what would you do? What would I do? I would essentially set people free. Um, I would give everyone as much freedom as possible, in the sense that. Um, liberties that, that other people cannot interfere in your life and you can't interfere with theirs but apart from that you you have full opportunity to do what it is that you want to pursue your own happiness and um, or, or in a way to give like a high degree of economic freedom 
and then just watch all the amazing human innovation, human flourishment, economic growth occur. We have pretty similar approaches. Well, we have pretty I'm, similar. I'm not, I'm not sure. Well, well, we have pretty similar ultimate desires in what would happen. We have different ways of going about it. Well, I, I think I think my sense of freedom is very different than yours. So, if, so I'll explain. Sorry. So, if for example, you say everyone should have uh, the right to education, you gave an example of uh, universities. Um, if you say that, that means that someone else has to reduce their right to to be able to then be able to pay for other people to have that right. So, for example, someone has uh, worked and, and produced a certain amount of money, that money is taken away from them to be able to pay for, for other people to be able to have that right. I also think that that function um, of taking, let's say, happiness from one place, if you if you transform money to happiness, uh, happiness from one place, and moving it to another place where there's suffering, so that like equalized. I think that in that process you lose a chunk of that happiness because the government is very inefficient with handling it. But I'm not going to go into that right now. Uh, so, and I think overall the idea with the utilitarianism, the way that it's presented is that you are not necessarily reducing suffering overall in, in the population. I think what you're doing is you're looking at, at the population and saying, well, there's a pocket of extreme suffering here, and then you just distribute the suffering so it's less, less severe in a particular place. You just, uh, you're, taking, you're, you're causing other people to suffer to reallocate some of their... Um, you're taking away some of their happiness so that it's not as extreme in one particular place, but overall you're reduce you're reducing the happiness in society, but but also reducing the the peaks of where it is as well. Happiness is not a zero sum game. It's not a Oh, I wish more people like you would say that. What? I wish I wish people didn't use the fixed pie fallacy, but here we are. Like, so, uh, God, finding the correct wording for what I'm trying to say is so difficult, because uh, I don't, I'm, I don't want to accidentally like mischaracterize. I'm not going to bite your head off. So I'll, I'll no, let you no, clarify. I'd, say I'd, something, I'd, and you can clarify the rest later. Okay, so it is, uh. It is not decreasing, the, or it is not inherently decreasing the happiness of of one spot. It is, if that if that ha, if that ends up being the like the necessity to achieve maximal happiness, then sure. But that is almost never the case. It's very rarely the case that uh, that you need to uh, like radically decrease the amount of happiness in one spot to increase it in another. No, so basically what you're doing is you're reallocating, you're taking away happiness from, from some people, but like, how can I say, you're taking away happiness from a thousand people, like, but a, lit, a small amount, let's say, 
and giving it to let's say 10 people who are suffering a lot so you're bringing up so you're reducing the um, the amount of suffering they're experiencing but in the process of 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 that happiness or, or resources changing hands the entity that distributes it takes a cut or is inefficient with that cut and in a sense what is happening is that overall on average the the happiness is reduced to the overall population but for that particular 10 people that were suffering or they're not suffering as much is what i'm saying but that isn't so there would have to be some extreme suffering of those 10 for it to be uh worth it in the utilitarian sense because it is because it is limited or because it is maximizing it among all people it's not uh and so any everyone affected is the uh, is the group is the system you have to look at and in this case it is that thousand it's that thousand people or thousand and ten people that you're looking at and the amount of suffering for those tend to be going through for you to be uh for you for it to justify taking from those thousand is ridiculous but also it is that it's not a zero sum game because it's not a like if it's a zero sum game then utilitarianism is almost rendered ineffective because it's because the whole point is that you are looking for whatever is most effective for most people and it is looking for that maximization of happiness and minimization of suffering but if the amount of suffering and happiness is constant that is never going to change well even in a sense there is an element of zero sum game because you're distributing something from one place to another for for you to max unless i misunderstood what maximizing utility means so if for example you say well some people are, you, you you even mentioned like the one percent and the fifty percent say for example you're taking um resources or you're saying the one percent you know they're not benefiting from from the resources that they have because there's a margin utility benefit or diminishing return on what they have therefore i'm going to take it away from them and, and put it from somewhere else that that is a sort of zero-sum game that um that it's like a fixed pie and we're moving and the pie is unbalanced or unequal and we're taking some places where it's too high and giving it to it's too low if there's the concept of uh it's not a zero-sum game and you know people can create their own pie for example people can create their own pies then you know perhaps you know uh you could say we're just gonna have give them the options to create as many pies as, as they want. And that would be what we want. We want to remove all the obstacles from them to make as many pies as they can. Agreed. I don't... I, oh, I, you're I, coming I don't... over to my side. Excellent. So, well, I'm, I'm already definitely on the egoist end of utilitarianism. It's... Okay. Uh, I'm not, I'm not a ultra hardcore defender of, I don't know, redistributionism. I, I, think it's good at least to some extent, but uh, I think that equality of opportunity, w- uh, is the best way to realistically achieve that. Because there is re- because there is in currently 
uh, inherent uh, inequalities and uh, disparities in the systems that in the systems and powers that be that uh, cannot be. Oh, hold on, hold on. So we've said a f you said a few things there. So what would be the utilitarian answer for reducing inequalities in the system, and what would be the utilitarian answer for reducing and let's see if I phrase this correctly, the powers that be or the powers that the powers that the powers that be have, uh, so it's more equal, I suppose. What uh, is the utilitarian or egalitarian approach, sorry, to, to those two problems? The egalitarian approach is the equality of opportunity. Uh, right, but can you give me a practical example, please? So, uh, H, so, I'm trying to think of one that's not like really convoluted. That's where my, that's where my mind jumps to. Um, the, Discord not the time. Uh, the egalitarian answer is I. I can you can you say it again, but use more words to like clarify a bit? Sure. Um, what? So we don't have equal of opportunities between, uh, let's say, minority or minority groups. Inequalities within between minority groups, mm -hmm. and we don't have equality, or we have, I, I suppose, an imbalance of power given to the powers that be so you'll have to explain that uh, a bit further and i was asking what is the utilitarian practical solution for or egalitarian practical solution for those two things or an example just so we understand better so Uh, disclaimer: I am a I am a socialist, uh, and to mm -hmm. my to my understanding, which is admittedly, uh, I'm not I'm no Marxist scholar, nor am I a professor of spit it out philosophy. Man. Um, a socialist uh, a socialist reorganizing of the economy, one that centers around people and uh, democracy rather than. Uh, maximization of profits because when you when you prioritize people the people will uh, even if they are acting in their own self-interest will collectively uh, at least when uh, when properly informed will choose uh, an, an egalitarian uh, outcome in the form of uh, wealth redistribution re like some some levels of redistributionism and uh, equality of opportunity Okay, so we've jumped quite far from uh, egoism to to even welfare and uh, you know rights like education and stuff like that to full on socialism and full on restructuring of the system. Quite a big leap. It is. Uh... Is there nothing? And this is this is the final step. Of socialism. Is it proper socialism or a flavor of socialism? I mean. There is no 
proper socialism. It's a very broad thing with mm-hmm. many hundreds, if not thousands, of subdivisions. Mm-hmm. Which branch? I personally am a democratic socialist. A democratic. I, okay, excellent. Okay, I understand. Uh, I'm. I'm no. I'm not. I'm not an authoritarian socialist, and I'm not. I, I'm not a tanky, nor am I a. Uh, nor am I a libertarian socialist. Well, I am somewhat libertarian. I'm not an anarch- I'm not an anarchist. I am not. Uh, oh, I'm speaking an to Vosh. To that. Hi, Vosh. <laughs> uh, libertarian socialist. He, he was my. Uh, he was the first person to introduce me to other branches of socialism beyond. Uh, beyond those two, I have since moved far beyond him. He is a. I, I find him incredibly annoying now. But that's besides the point. Um. Let me let me uh, let me see if I can summarize your position. So, both to solve the imbalances of power and to solve the lack of opportunities for minority groups, the solution is to redistribute all of societies, uh, specifically means of production across across all of society, democratically and equally, and, and I assume that would mean that uh, each, each uh, business would have to be a co-op and democratically run co-op. And uh, that is the true or final way of solving, of utilitarianism. It is not the, so, it is not the only method of uh, it's not the only utilitarian organization of an economy. It is the most realistic one and the uh, easiest to maintain because most of the others re- uh, rely heavily on uh, on good faith actors and people who will voluntarily choose to uh, to be as uh, people who will voluntarily choose to be egalitarian he who will act in the best interest of the many not themselves or the few right but you would agree that you are forcing people into this um structure economic structure you you think it's for their own benefit but you don't know if they agree yes uh okay. yeah so can i it's... ask can I ask, uh, should you force people to do your definition of good? Uh, no, I don't think you should force anyone to do much of anything. Um, you are here. No, uh, so, I, I, what's the, I don't want to just, like, ramble because I am very, prone to doing that uh, when asked questions like this. Um, I have to do something. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to think through my thoughts and it is not... Blurt it out easy. and then see if it was the right one. Oh, that's not a smart <laughs> idea, but sure. Um, <laughs> I hold many different views, especially some that are at least somewhat contradictory to others, but at least within my own understanding of things, there is some level of cohesion that allows for it to uh, be maintained. In this instance, it is a 
Uh, is this on the topic of false? Uh, yeah. Uh, so it is. It is more akin to how I view uh, how I view the socialist version of forcing people to do stuff. It is less it is less bad than uh, the capitalist uh, version, but that is it, it is not the it is not that there is no force. It is that there is less force. Uh, why do you, why do you say that capitalist version has force? Because uh, while it because while it purports to be the uh, like complete freedom of movement and stuff like that, there are always uh, there are always issues regarding um, like coercion, uh, like power structures, things like that. It is not a and can that, I, like uh, socialism can, can isn't. I, can I make a comparison here? Yes. So I would say that uh, socialism, it's like you're not giving people a choice. It would be illegal to not have a business in that particular structure. And uh, that is, you know, political force, physical force, legal force, some sort of force. Now, I, I would say that in capitalism, and this is where I'm drawing a distinction here, and you can correct me. In capitalism, you can't force people to work for you. You can't force people to, you know, you have to, to some degree, persuade them to. Uh, you, so in America, you guys have the First Amendment. It's freedom of speech, but it's also freedom of persuasion. And uh, if you don't have that freedom of persuasion, then you have to use force. So in, in my, in my uh, estimate, Talking and persuading is, is fine. Now, you could say that, you know, the other person didn't have, you know, a lot of choice and they needed the job. And I would say, well, look, the, the capitalist or employer was there to give them a good choice, a, cho a better choice than they had before. And you may see that as, uh, you know, unfair or exploitative, but at the very least, I, you can't, or I would argue that you can't say that it is false. It is a sort of persuasion. I don't disagree. I okay. I oh, man, this is what I get for. <sighs> I'm not. I'm not just galloping you, am I? No, no. I I know. Uh, if you were, I would have called you out on it. I okay. I I am. I don't have much to say because I don't disagree with most of what you said. Uh, we just we have different views of what is good right. and right, and that do, is... do you logically do you logically agree with what I've said? Yes. So would you would you say that even though uh, capitalists are not using force within their persuasion, they're doing something I don't know unethical? that you feel justifies the force that democratic socialism brings? I mean, yes, there's the coercive factors. Uh, there's a myriad of 
issues that uh with capitalism uh oh, hold on let's just say i i'm sure you you have a myriad of issues but let's focus on, with, on one like thing the, at the time with, because... with the choice with i know with the choices uh like okay there sorry i no you i think i interrupted you no no go ahead what is the myriad of problems so with uh with like the hiring uh like process within capitalism which mm-hmm. seems to be where you were what you were talking about well i mean like the that the equivalent of like sure Let, let's 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 give an example and, and let's give like a i'll give an example and you tell me where you think something goes wrong yeah yep so let's say um oh i don't know I have a factory for school bags, and I'm doing okay. You know, school bags, business bags, stuff like that. I'm I'm making it and selling it, and uh, people like it. I'm getting a lot of orders, and I choose. I say to myself, "Look, the, it's too many orders. I'm going to hire hire some help. Put a sign on the door: help needed. Advertise in one or two places. I don't know, three, five." guys like apply i choose one uh show them like the ins and outs of the business a bit have i used force or coerced them bearing in mind i'm telling look businesses from this hour to this hour lunchtime is this i need you to do these things am i an evil slave owner Oh, you laugh, but that's a, a, a legit Reddit comment. Oh God! Ugh. Yes, am I am I, I coercing someone? Yes, they have uh, to wake up in the morning. They'd rather play Call of Duty late at night, uh, and they have to wake up. E- evil, evil. Uh, oh yeah, so evil. PZH telling them to to wake up at a regular, you know, at a certain time of day and come to work. God, they do. I do pay them. Jesus. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I don't yeah, have a no, problem I, with paying them, yeah. and they take the money and everything, and I make more bags. Nice bags, yeah, with zippers and whatnot. Ooh, and, fancy. And uh, shiny bags. So what? where is the uh, coercion? Now, look, uh, I'm not saying that all of the economy is this example, but you know, I, I think it's a fair so example. If that, if, so there is no issue with that, uh, especially if, well, the, uh, the, a small part of me is saying that the issue is like, in, is like the hierarchies, blah, blah, blah. Well, there is a hierarchy. I'm above him. The yeah. Uh, well, I, like, to be that's... honest, I'm not sure. If, I'm not sure if that's necessarily true. But when he comes to work, I do tell him what to do. I'm not trying to be mean about it because I just need to focus on making more bags. It's not yeah. No, personal. I, I know the that that part of me is uh, is requesting that I say that. But like, it's not. I I do not necessarily have an issue with that. With like with that, it is the. I mean, the ownership of uh of the means of production because yeah, like I, within I within it. a capitalist organization of the of an economy that is a perfectly mm-hmm. like valid thing, uh like that that is one of the best ways to go about it. I'm sorry, I'm I'm not understanding. So I I'm the boss, I own mm-hmm. the means of production. My worker does not. I do pay them, right? They they're not getting any shares in my business in this particular context and. 
but you know, I, I just need to make more bags and I need the help. I still do some of the work. I'm not, I'm still in, in the place. I do still make bags, but I now, you know, yeah, and within maybe a capitalist... offload some work to the to the worker. Yeah, and within a capitalist organization of the system, that is per like that is a perfectly valid thing. That is not a bad thing. You didn't do anything. If I were a capitalist, I would say that that is a perfectly ethical thing to do. Right, and I also gave the guy an opportunity to make some money, right? Yeah. So before before I offered the job, there was no job. And I was doing, but if, if, for example, I didn't make the shoot the the bag shop or bag factory, then the job wouldn't be there for someone to to earn a bit of money and gain a bit of uh, you know on the job skill training and stuff like that. So it, it's not it's not entirely bad. It's it's a I think it's a a trade like a, a fair trade. I mean, yes, I'm I'm telling them what to do during the day, but it's. Because I need to make more bag, not because I like to whip them or anything. <laughs> I could make so, whips probably with the same material as the bag and whip the, hmm. the employees, but I won't do that. You could make a fortune making the Kevlar bags that some places in the US have started doing. Kevlar bags <laughs> or bulletproof. Yeah, it's, yeah uh, because of school shootings, they have made bulletproof bags. Oh, are you serious? Aha. Uh -huh. Oh my god. Oh yeah, no, the U.S. is so fantastic. I love living here. <sighs> okay, so I don't know. I don't know about let's let's forget. Yeah, sorry, that. De deviating completely. For, let's bury that information yeah. entirely. Um. Yeah. Okay. So I make regular <laughs> faux leather bags. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, uh, faux leather is fake leather, and um, that's all I do. For school and for business. Like, sorry, you said it's fine. We're agreeing that this is fine. In a socialist, in a socialist, in a socialist economy. economy, would I be able to hire workers? You can hire workers. It's uh, but they would become uh, they would become uh, your equal or well, damn that's near. not fair. Why not? Well, they didn't. I worked hard to get to where I am. They didn't work as hard as I did. They just came. I just walked through the door. I invested. What did you do that they didn't? Well, I put my capital and everything. I saved money from my previous job in savings, and I opened my own factory and shop. I found products that people like to buy. Otherwise, I would be starving and out of business if, if my products didn't sell. I was able to be successful this whole time, and now they're just walking through the door and, and taking... If, if that is the case, then I'm only hiring partners. I'm only hiring people that you know, come into the business with 20,000 pounds, you know, have like their own, that are very experienced in, in this area. Otherwise, I'm not hiring just kids. No way. Uh, I guess. I like. Yeah, so those kids are screwed because the conditions for hiring are severely increased. Well, I just completely, I just realized that we managed to maneuver our ways onto that. Uh, do you want back to go to back to utilitarianism? Yeah, sorry. Sure. I don't, sure. Uh... So, so with regards to force and coercion, we, we'll put a pin in that. Mm -hmm. uh, but let's go back to utilitarianism. Um, what, uh, well, 
So we're, we're obviously moving in the direction of, of how utilitarianism affects political life. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So we said... Uh, w- would you say that democracy is an offshoot of utilitarianism? Yes. Uh, could you link the two? When given, like, when given a choice, people will, people will choose to act, well, a lot of people will choose to act in their own self-interest, but when enough people do that, and there's only a certain number of, and there's only a certain number of options, they will, by, like, by virtue of that, come to the conclusion which, uh, which has the most benefit for the most people. Huh? I'm not sure. No, that. Wait, hold on, hold on. So, I, wasn't the wasn't the idea of democracy that a group of people would come to a more a reasonable group of people would come to a better conclusion on how they want to be? Yes, yeah, so I yes, I completely missed like miss on like misspoke. Yeah, sorry. Uh, go ahead. Uh, no, uh, yeah, that that is what I meant to say, I guess I just completely messed up my delivery. That's what I get for doing this when I'm tired. But, uh. Are you tired? It's 5pm. 6pm. It's 6pm. It's uh, yeah. I have an, uh, an awful sleep schedule. I see. Is that to do with the oppressive capitalist that makes you sleep badly? No, it's with my myriad of mental health issues which no one does, which no one forces on me except myself. Okay, fair enough. Um, so, let's say that uh, utilitarianism and, and democracy are, are linked, at the very least, like you presented a, a situation where democratic socialism would be like a more utilitarian slash egalitarian society. Um, would you say that um, in, in this... I'm going to try to make a point, but it will take me a while to get there. In this utilita- in this uh, democratic socialist country, would you accept immigrants? Yes. Would you give them the rights and benefits that you give every other citizen? Yes. Okay, do you think that would cause issues in the country? And because you have a limited amount of resources the people the citizens would vote against doing that mm, no not unless there was a very high amount of of uh bigots in the country because there's not no not not bigots just regular people like the resources are not fi- are finite and they want to be ahead of the queue and they don't want uh, people outside the country to to benefit from it's it's the majority in this case it's the majority wants the resources for themselves and they don't want a minority of immigrants to come in and take that i mean if it so if it was a if it was an if it was an incredibly isolationist country i could understand that but in most I'm just, countries just just on the philosophical point of view On a philosophical point of view, uh, should they be allowed to block 
Well, they, they are allowed. It's a, it's, oh, yeah, okay. it's a democracy. I'm saying, would you think it is a likely scenario to happen? Just in an abstract cons- in an abstract way. I honestly do not know. I know what I would say, and I know what a very rational person would say, but then mm-hmm. I also have family who voted for Brexit, so... Okay. I, uh, and also, like, I also live in the U.S. We just had a president whose campaign was basically, uh, I will shut down our borders. Like, yeah. I, by I the don't way, know how it would go. By the way, in the U.S., once upon a time, uh, people from Mexico came, like, I don't know, a hundred and something years ago. People came in and out of the country to work, like, unrestricted. Mm-hmm. No one it wasn't, even, it wasn't even a hundred years ago. It was, like, no, almost, but it was, like, Nine, like 80, 90 years ago, uh, and then it was uh, 100 years ago was when it was like properly free, and then uh, and then the US started using like gasoline and Zyklon B to to clean them when they came across the no, border. No, 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 not not in that context. In the context no, of I know. in the context of of before, there was a, a very large market, and they needed workers, mm-hmm. and they didn't have any benefits to speak of. And then at some point, you know, more and more benefits were introduced and more, let's say, unions were trying to protect their own members. And then at some point, borders were erected and, you know, it wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't as welcome as, as, as it is. And I would say, like, from a philosophical point of view, political science point of view, sorry, that uh, benefits or the rights that you mentioned, like free, uh, free education, as an example. I'm not, I'm not saying that they would receive it automatically, but in general, social benefits and immigrants are on opposite side of the spectrum. Meaning, you can you can uh, move the spectrum from one side to the other, be on the spectrum from one side to the other, or even in the middle. But typically, they are opposing. So, if, for example, I were to say, your country is rich, but other other uh, people around the world are very poor from a utilitarian and egalitarian point of view. Why don't you send money from the country to those people who are poor in other countries? That doesn't seem fair. Why doesn't it seem fair? That you don't send that money. You, I mean, let's say you're oh, a first world rich I, country. I would a thousand percent be in favor of giving aid to foreign countries. No, not aid. Well. A vast majority of your money. So let's say the whole planet, right, is, is a, uh, you know, the, you're, you're part of the whole planet, you're part of humanity, your country is, is relatively rich, and it needs to give, I don't know, 70-80% to poorer countries, because they're vastly poor, they live less than $1 a day or $2 a day, right, and people in your country do $30 a day, let's say, $30 a day, so that's not fair, like, they're from a egalitarian utilitarian point of view, you should distribute that money to other people who are, who need it. They are just outside the country. Yes. You agree, but you you know it's not possible. So conflating money with happiness and prosperity is not exactly accurate, but I, I will 
but it is understandable. Uh, it is a if if the money was guaranteed to increase their happiness, I would say absolutely hell yes. If if the money was a substitute for that, uh, right? But but the people in your country won't agree to it. They won't agree to send a large portion of their. Even oh, if you oh we're, talking about, we're, talking about the th we're now talking about the theoretical democratic socialist state. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, if 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 you let's say tax heavily the worker co-ops and then you send the money abroad, they won't agree to that. And and let's say let's let's go back a step back to the immigrants. Is an immigrant coming into the country, like fresh, as they call it, fresh off the boat? joins a company are they now part owner of that co-op yes straight away the the people won't agree just by default Why? they won't agree well uh, because to hire the to hire someone or like to add another person you still got like that's not something like you can't just say hey i'm part of this give me partial ownership uh, that's it's literally what i asked you though oh okay then i misunderstood no sorry it in general, if a worker joins a company which is supposed to be a co-op under your democratic socialism, do they instantly become a part owner? Like a regular citizen? Uh, yes, but that's so, Okay, not... so then same question, but an immigrant. Then, yeah, but the... But I guess I forgot to mention this what like the person who like the so like the first person like the original owner of the of the business uh give me a sec Okay, I have to go. I have to go for dinner in a minute. My boyfriend just came and said hello. Um, hey, boyfriend. <laughs> so, um, what's up, Stud Muffin? I'm no, just kidding. <coughs> Sorry, continue. Oh, he, he would he would find that hilarious. Um, okay. Yeah, I heard that. <sighs> I love living with other people so much. You get used anyway, to it. Uh, you get your. They allow you to keep it on into the corner, you can bring your laptop, and they don't. They don't bother you. That's as much as you get. I, I'm literally in my own room, like with door shut and everything, and they just barge in. Okay, it's not great. Um, so immigrant joining a so, co-op. But, but the thing is, uh, they. There is a uh, understanding that that is what is going to happen when you hire someone on, and people have to decide within the company whether or not they want or need more people. And if so, they look through like the like applicants or whatever, uh, and they get and they decide which of them is the best fit. If, like, so it is not just the immigrant doesn't just walk in and say, "Hey, uh, I I would like to I would like to work here." Sorry, sorry. Let, now, let, okay, I I accept that. That's fine. So let's say we have uh, that all that is fine. Let's say we have a, a citizen and an immigrant, and the immigrant has two master's degree. Yeah, still fresh off the boat. Yeah, 
he comes into the company, he's vastly more qualified than the citizen, and he mm-hmm. goes into the, the co-op. And now he's a part owner. Yeah? Yeah. Now, the citizen has voting rights. And they're going to say, no, I don't like this. I want you to severely limit immigration. This is my, this is my country, so on and so forth. And I want to be ahead of the line than people from other places. Even if they're widely more qualified than I am, I don't care. God. I mean... You understand, you understand like where I'm exists. going here? Yeah, I, yeah, I do. Uh, do you think it's an unlikely scenario or a likely scenario? Oh, no, I, th- I, I know that it's a likely scenario. I've come across people who are like that quite frequently. It's... Well, but, you, but to some degree you're encouraging it because you're saying that these businesses don't belong to capitalists, they belong to the people. Mm-hmm. And then, and like you know, these are just the people from other places. If they're an immigrant, the well, if they're from like someone being from somewhere else doesn't change. Why does yeah, that not change it... something? Why does it? Because they don't have voting rights; they're not a citizen. Oh, I thought we were talking about citizens. Uh, okay. Um, I mean, they I... may get it. They may get it at some point. I'm not saying. I'm just saying, like, if, like, a citizen or even unions that stop immigrants from coming in and, and hurting their members. And, and, you know, people will stop immigrants coming into the country in general when there is more social benefits given, provided in that country. They'll just, and I'm not saying everyone's a monster, but like, just from their own incentives. You you've heard you probably heard like old people in the NHS waiting in line saying, Oh, the reason why I'm waiting in line is because there's immigrants, right? That's not a, I have a, a heard that. Con- and I have that, heard that's that. That's not a foreign that... concept to you, yeah? No, I know. So I guess uh, I was being a bit too idealistic and also somewhat forgetting that people are idiots and It's not uh, that people are idiots though, uh Malton Cucumber. Yeah. I'm just saying it's like you're you're lining up a certain set of incentives for them. And, you know, some people maybe are less charitable or, or but at the very least, like, it, it's definitely the way you set it up. It, it is, they'll say it's not fair, they'll say it's unequal, they'll say this, this minority is exploiting the majority. And remember, before you said that the minority of capitalists are exploiting the majority of workers. Mm-hmm. So it, you set it up in a particular way. That's, that's my issue here with utilitarianism and egalitarianism. Now, I'm just going to let you, um, I have, I could discuss a bit more, but there's two things. Are you, you need to leave, yeah? Yeah. I, right away I, or five minutes? Uh, no, you got, I got five minutes. Okay, cool. So there's, I don't know if I'm able to discuss the epistemological points you raised. I would like to, um, I'll, before, before then I'll, I'll, um, can I do a little experiment with you? Uh, uh of course. A, something in ga- game theory. Ooh, fun. You know, like prisoner's dilemma. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So it's not it's not prisoner's dilemma, but uh, let's let's do it like this. So I spoke before when I spoke about ethical egoism about uh, trading versus and you mentioned sacrifice. So this is a good example of what I wanted to discuss. So if if uh, two people uh, trade, and the and the principle of trade is that you have to receive something better or, or of higher value to you. Than what you're giving up. Okay? So, for example, I buy a, I don't know, 
mobile phone and it costs 200 or four, or let's say it costs 400. But to me, it's worth 2000. Like me internally. Like if, if the phone was worth 1999, I would still buy it. Okay, but it's but the price tag is four hundred. Okay, mm-hmm. I pay four hundred. I get a phone internally. I'm just giving an example internally for that's worth to me two thousand, but I only paid a fifth of that. Okay, so that it would be yeah. a trade. So I've parted with my four hundred because I felt that the phone was worth more than the four hundred, and the person selling it felt that the phone was worth less than the four hundred because. To, to them, let's say it costs 200 to make, and now they're getting 200 profit, right? But both of us benefited from the exchange. Yeah. Okay? Now that's one example. That's like an internal trade. I, I can actually show you a situation where, okay, let's, let's do it quickly. Let's say I'm very good at making plates, and you're very good at making teacups, okay? But both of us need to make a certain amount of plates, and both of us need to make a certain amount of teacups. So, you're very good at teacups, but and you're very slow at plates, but you still need to have, let's say, ten, let's say, fifteen plates and fifteen teacups. But with the teacups you do really quickly, and the and the plates you do very slowly. I do the plates very quickly, but the teacups very slowly. Still need fifteen and fifteen, yeah. But if we were to trade, you could focus entirely on doing what were you doing, teacups or plates? You're doing teacups, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you you could focus entirely on doing teacups because you're an expert at making teacups. I could focus entirely on making plates because I'm an expert on plates. And then we could trade the, the difference that you still need. And in that kind of exchange, you, as a division of labor, you specialized in making people... We, you made more teacups than you would have if you... I can show you in a mathematical graph, but you, on average, made, let's say, 20 teacups instead of 15. And I made 20 plates instead of 15. And and we and and I have twenty. Well, let's say I have twenty plates, and you gave me fifteen, and you traded fifteen key t- uh, teacups. I'm doing the math on the fly, and you have twenty teacups, and you have fifteen plates. So you have the minimum plus another five teacups, and I have the minimum plus another five plates. But because we had that trade, wealth was created. Why it wasn't just because we, the trade allowed allowed us to specialize. Does that make sense? Yeah. So in those two situations with the trade there was a benefit overall to society like like before there was sorry because of the trade more wealth was created you agree yes cool now if if in a utilitarian society we talked about sacrificing say for example let's take religious society let's say that i'm encouraged to to uh Give as much as I can and not ask for anything in, in return. So let's say I uh, uh, give someone a large portion of my paycheck because I'm, I'm encouraged to in my religion, and, but I'm not expecting anything in return. Like I, I don't. I don't get, from that particular trade, I don't get anything in return. At the very least, you could say right away, but I've, I've just given a lot. And I've sacrificed. Now I have less money to spend on other things. Uh, and overall, my from this trade, I've lost value. I've sacrificed, and I have less than I had before. So those are the conditions. Two: one is a trade, and one is a sacrifice. In a trade, you create wealth. In a, in a sacrifice, you lose wealth. 
with me? Yeah. Now repeat this, these two things a million times across a million people in a society. If you were to have, and correct me if I'm wrong here, if you were to have a society that, that is largely based on trade, or entirely based on trade, then they would be very, very prosperous, right? Because they created more wealth than they did before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you, have a, if you have a society, a religious society, uh, based on sacrifice, they won't be that wealthy. Think yeah, dark ages. Or even just the Bible Belt in the, the US right now. Sure, go for it. I don't, I'm not sure if that's entirely the same, but no, I was thinking not, like, you know, middle, yeah. middle, middle ages, dark ages kind of thing where everything... Yeah. What uh, was I that? Know, it, was... it was God doing something. <laughs> yeah. Okay? So yeah. I'm just trying to show that systems that are based on trade produce wealth, and systems that are based on sacrifice reduce wealth. Or just keep it static. Okay. Yeah, I, I I understand. Okay, so do you have time for the epistemological thing, or do you want to do it? I do not. I, I am being heckled. Okay. So n- next time when I've converted you to a full-on capitalist, like proper laissez-faire, a hundred percent. Oh God. And you <laughs> say, no, I reluctantly agree with you. You can't. No, you're overpowering me with logic. How dare you? Yeah. Yep. Okay, but look, uh, I'll release you and and uh, thank you for the discussion. Yep. I, I I just wanted to say that it is important for more people to have more of these types of discussion in a civil yeah, way. Yeah, especially when you're like me and you know jack shit about what you're talking about when you go into it. Okay, but look, <laughs> we, we, we're going to... I still, I still value us having the conversation. Yeah, People no, don't I... have these sort of conversations enough. Yeah. And I would very much like us to have a conversation again in the future. Me too. Okay, so thank you very much. I'll release you. I'm going to stop the recording. Bye, the listeners. Bye.